Welcome back to Level Up with Lori, where I talk a little bit about life, a little bit about business, and every single thing in between, where I share strategy and where I hope to shift your perspective and the way that you show up in the world. Because at the end of the day, what I really truly believe the world needs more of is the magic that every single one of us has inside of us. So sit back, relax, enjoy the episode, and I will see you on the other side. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Level Up with Laura, you guys. I'm so happy that you are here today. We are continuing on with our leadership series, which we have been getting rave, rave reviews on. And I am so happy that you guys are loving it. And you know what? I want to hear from you. Tell me the leaders that you want me to interview on the podcast. Let me know the topics that you want us to dig into. I am all ears. Ultimately, my biggest purpose behind this podcast is to give you a resource for your business to help you take steps forward in the business, to teach you some stuff and to like have a little bit of fun, introduce you to some new people, some new ideas, some new business strategies. And so it's easier for me to do that when I'm hearing for you, what you are loving, what you want to hear. So I'm all ears. Shoot me a message anytime or text Tag me over on the socials. I'm Lori Eldridge Irvin over on Facebook and I am at Lori Irvin Coaching over on Instagram. Um, so in this episode, I sit down with Jane Doucette um, and actually it's really, really timely that we are launching the episode this week because this weekend I am actually a guest keynote speaker at the She's Got Legs conference. Um, This is the second time that I am speaking at their conference. I spoke about three years ago um, and their company is absolutely exploded. I remember the very first, maybe it was four years ago, even I'm not hundred percent sure, but it was like in a tiny room. It was really quaint. The way, like we were super close. The women were amazing and they're expecting, um, you know, record-breaking numbers of attendance. And I have to tell you, I mean, as I record this, I'm not super duper nervous because it's still four weeks ahead, but I know that when you are listening to this, there will literally be butterflies in my stomach because I'm excited and because I'm nervous, right? Like it's stepping up onto a stage is definitely where I desire to be, but it's also a totally new well, not totally new. I suppose I've done it for my own company, a couple other companies and all that good stuff. And it's, you know, where dreams are, what dreams are made of, but it's definitely something that I'm really excited and nervous about at the same time. So if you're listening to this, send me a silent prayer and let this be your reminder that you can do hard things along the path to your dreams, right? And that every single path begins with a single step. And even if that step feels a little bit of wobbly and your knees are shaken, you can do it. Um, okay, so you're gonna love this episode. Jane has actually been in network marketing for more than 30 years, always in the fashion industry and she's changed companies. Um, and she's only been with, she's got legs, I believe a little bit over two and a half years, but she's risen in her leadership in this company really, really quickly. And, um, through a pandemic and having to learn to build an online business. And then we chat a little bit about um, vendor events too, which feels like a really relevant topic right now, um, especially throughout the summer and then heading into the fall and the holiday season. 
These are going to be a strategy that you want to implement into your business, not just with sales in mind. And Jane and I talk about this in this episode because it's really not like manage your expectations when you go into these events and know what your goals are inside these events. For me, it's audience, it's awareness, it's growth. And if I make enough to cover my own table, as I say in this episode, like I'm feeling good. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, um, connecting with your team and helping other leaders to rise and just a lot of like really good little nuggets in here. So have fun, enjoy as always. If you love this episode, please like share it with your team, share it on the socials, tag me. I'll give you some love back. Um, as always, I love you and I appreciate you. And I will, um, I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you next week inside the next one. Okay. 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 I'm so excited to be here live with Jane Doucette from She's Got Legs. Jane, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for the invitation, Lori. Oh, absolutely. I, um, when I was speaking to head office, I said, can you give me somebody that you would recommend that does, is an incredible leader, but also shows up on social media and your name was top of mind. That's always, always nice to know that you're thought of, right? It is. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So let's just like start by kicking things off and you telling us a little bit about your journey in network marketing, where you started, why you started, how you started, all the good stuff. Well, believe it or not, I started in 92. So it's been 30 years this year. That's amazing. Yeah. I know, I can't believe the time has really flown by, you know, and I remained in fashion throughout my whole entire uh, career with uh, direct sales. So I really branded myself there. But when I started, I had no idea or intention that I would be here this long, really. Um, I got in it because I love fashion. A friend of mine said, you know, you should try this. I think you'd be really good at it. And my only my only fear was fear. You know, I didn't have the self-confidence, right? And I thought, oh my gosh, I I need to give a presentation. I can't do that. But I guess my love of the fashion was, oh, it overpowered my fear in lots of ways until I actually signed, right? Yeah. And so, you know, and I thought, you know, I could probably do this. I could do it in small groups until I get more comfortable. And then I can, um, I can talk about fashion and and all that stuff. So I thought, just focus on the fashion. No, and I know the listeners can't actually see you, but I can already see you're a walking fashion billboard just by like looking at your outfit today. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. You know, it's just, I just love color, love fabric and fashion always have. Uh, so mm-hmm. it was just kind of a natural, you know, natural fit for me. So when, you know, so I've been mulling this over um, and then I was invited to a corporate event and that's in, in my city. So that's actually how I signed up. It was just, I went there just to kind of see what it was all about and see who was in it. And the next thing I knew I was signed up. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to the best of us. You know, so I didn't, I didn't see that coming, but uh, so I thought, oh no, what have I done? And then, you know, panic starts to set in. It's like, oh my gosh, I, I signed up and I don't know how to do this. And um, 
the gal that took me, her leader was there. And one of the things that really stuck in my mind, other than the fear that I felt that day, um, Mm -hmm. was something that she told me, you know, because I said, I don't know how to do this. And of course, how or why would I? Because I've never been, you know, in that situation before. But she said, um, here's what I want you to know. So uh, I don't know exactly what this is called, but it's the conscious competence learning. Okay. And she wrote it down in a piece of paper. So she said, when you start, it's going to be, it's, you're going to feel this unconscious incompetence, meaning you really have no idea what you don't know. Right. And then she said, (laughs) yeah, I know, I know. And then she said, when you do your first party, um, you're suddenly going to be aware that, uh, of consciously incompetence. So she said, so she said, you know, that's where you start to learn your skills. And it's only by doing, right? So you, you just have to jump into it and do. I, I almost wonder which one is more uncomfortable. It's probably the conscious incompetence. Yeah, really, I think it is because I just remember my first experience and it was with friends and and they laughed at me years later. Oh, Jane, remember when you did that first presentation, you were so nervous. Well, and it must have been a very different way of building a business back in 1992. Like what tell us a little bit about what that looked like. Yes, you know what, because back then it was uh, you were in front of people, right? You mm-hmm. went out to home way really there was no social media yeah you know so it was face to face with people um you know you would make the phone calls uh to get your parties dated in your calendar and really wasn't even texting back then so you literally were picking up the phone literally picking up the phone there was no texting and they used to call it you know the 500 pound phone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because it was so hard to pick up that phone and make the call because it was the fear of doing it, right? Yes, it's like, that's a lot more of a vulnerable business model than the one that we have today. I, I You know, when I think about that, and really, it, it is, you know, I think of how difficult it was then. And now I see um, just in the, you know, the past two years, how ladies have jumped on into the business because there's so many platforms they can use mm-hmm. to, to build and their business and, and build a network without ever leaving their homes. Exactly. And, you know, I know that's what a lot of, I won't say a lot of, but many ladies, they like that concept. Absolutely. And do you still do like, do you still do in person? Do you do a combination of both? How do you work your business model now? So now I've been doing mostly online using Facebook uh, for Mm -hmm. parties and Mm -hmm. um, or doing some, I just started doing some vendor events. So that's pretty exciting. It's nice to get out there and actually meet people face to face. Mm -hmm. And so, so moving forward, what I want to do is get back into the party scene because, you know, that it's really nice to see their faces, they get excited when they see the clothes, well, right? Here it's fashion and it's a much easier sell when it's in person in a lot of ways. It, it is. And, you know, they get to try it on, experience it, touch, feel. So it's really, in lots of ways, a very tactile business. But, you know, it's also about women 
wanting to feel comfortable in the clothes that they've chosen. So, mm-hmm. um, and some women are not happy with their bodies, so they really need help. And in a party atmosphere, their friends are going to share with them, you know, like, oh my gosh, that looks amazing on you. You need to get that, you know, that color is for you. And then there's the other ladies that really do need the help. They just don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And so do you feel like you can provide a different level of service in an in-person experience? I do. Although I have fine-tuned it during the pandemic because I hadn't worked a whole lot because I always did, uh, in-home shows. Yeah. Give us some of that. Like what was that experience like transitioning into that? Well, you know, it was kind of funny because when I started with She's Got Legs, it, we'd just gone into uh, lockdowns here. So I thought, (laughs) okay, well, (laughs) that's fine. I thought, okay, well, you know what? I'll get started in a month's time. I'll just kind of take a little vacay here. And uh, a couple years later, <laughs> yeah, I, I, as naive as that sounds, you know, I just thought, oh, yeah, by the end of April, it that's is 100%. <laughs> I remember believing that too. We just need to hold on for a little bit of time and then things will shift back. <laughs> yes. And then by the end of uh, April, things were actually getting worse here. And I thought, okay, you know, this isn't going to work. And, and really, I had started building it a little bit online during that time just to say, hey, this is what I'm doing and um, doing some photos and so on. And it was funny because I actually started to get orders right away. So that really kind of stoked it. And I thought, oh, just wait till I get out in a month's time. This is going to be awesome. (laughs) Yes. And then it's, you know, reality sets in. It's like, oh, no, I'm going to be doing this for a while. (laughs) A hundred percent. But, you know, building that audience and and, um, I always reach out to them and say, Hey, if you want to talk about this, let me call you, you know, um, if you want to talk about fit, uh, what you what would be best for you and so on. And sometimes it's it's just a matter of can you send me a photo of yourself? Yep. Right. I've found ways to kind of almost duplicate that in person experience in an online realm. Yeah, really, because, you know, I would just say, what's your body type? You know, are you larger on top than bottom or, you know, um, waistline? And so and just kind of ask those questions and height and that kind of thing. And it worked out very well. Good, good. And then so you haven't been with She's Got Legs for that long and you've really risen into leadership. So tell us that story. Yeah, that was pretty exciting because I did not think that um, that was going to happen in that manner, right? So when we, uh, I signed up and I was with a previous fashion company. So some of the stylists that I had, they also moved along with me, which was awesome. And we really started to kind of get ideas going together, right, with Zooms and so on to figure out, okay, how are we going to do this and, and so on. So we really got creative thinking outside the box. And it was, you know, what was amazing is that when I was promoting my business on Facebook, online, um, people were curious. And I had people reaching out to me to say, hey, you know what, I want to do this how do I, how do I do this? So that was pretty exciting as well. And even it was just really talking, just through you creating that online awareness. Absolutely. Like I just, um, 
I was I was really blown away by that, really, because I thought it was going to be difficult to do to uh, build a lot of people that hold back from posting on their personal Facebook page because, you know, it is a little bit of a limb, right? Like we feel a little bit more vulnerable on there. But what you're saying is a lot of these things wouldn't have happened if you hadn't have done that. There's no way they could have happened because it's you know, Facebook is amazing for that because you can do photos and you can do lives or you can do videos and post them. So people, people get to see you, they get to see who you are and hearing your voice and that kind of thing, right? They, they the start to connect. Thing to actually being in person is through those kinds of tactics. It was really the next best thing. You know, if it, if it were back in 92, I probably had would have had to put it aside for a while unless I was doing telephone calls. Yep, absolutely. Okay, I love that. Um, so this team that you've grown, have you kind of almost grown together? Like, what does this look like? Tell us some tips and tricks. So, um, so I did have my main team that we, uh, you know, we kind of yeah. moved over, but also uh, everyone started growing very quickly. And it was just a matter of just talking about the business um, online, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and I also did some zooms in the beginning as well. So people could see the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would do zoom parties too. So, yeah. you know, we could all get together. And that was one way really that the ladies love to connect, then mm-hmm. I could show the clothes. And if they wanted to see something, I could try it on for them. Yeah, I think like we have to almost look at the times that we're in, right? With the strategies that we use. And in the beginning of like the COVID era, I feel like we had to get online, but we also had to find these unique ways to have connection because of what like people were needing that. And you see different trends in businesses based on what's going on in the world at that time. That's right. And, you know, and I, I had used Zoom with my meetings for, mm-hmm. for several years, but I thought nobody knows how to, my customers don't know how to use Zoom, right? Yeah. And no, that was wrong. Everybody learned to use well, especially Zoom. Especially now everybody knows how to use Zoom. I know they connected with their families, you know, so we would do the parties and they would bring their drinks to the party or their refreshments, whatever. And, um, we would just have a great time. And lots of times, you know, it could last two hours or more just because they wanted to hang out. Yeah. They wanted that level of connection. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you see going into this summer? Because again, the world is transitioning into kind of a new, you know, a new comfort level in different areas. Yeah, exactly. And it's been, it's been kind of slow here. Um, So what I'm, I'm doing more vendor events now. I really truly believe that that is a a really powerful strategy for this summer because people will be going to these events. will be going to these festivals. will be going to these markets because again, we are craving human experiences. That's right. That's right. And it's, I don't know, perhaps not as um, I'm going to say, I don't know if it's the right word, but intimidating for them to go into a home Right. You so know, like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's more public because it, you know, when you get out of the routine of doing something, mm-hmm. it's hard to get back into it. It is. And there's some things they're saying that because COVID lasted for so long, there are some 
um, buyer behaviors that will never change back. Yes. Yes. For instance, they were saying that a company like, let's say HelloFresh or um, like the other food delivery services that people, if COVID had been short, we maybe only would have, we wouldn't have gotten into the habit, but those companies will still continue to spike because they, people have been using these services for so long. It's no longer survival. It's now a part of a lifestyle. That's exactly it. So it becomes a habit. So they're not as, um, as willing to perhaps come to a home there there's this hesitancy because for so many months it was like no no you can't have anything mm-hmm. in your home only the people that you know you that's right your 10 people or whatever it would be in different areas so so I think we go back to thinking that way and yes. you know and it's just kind of automatic so it's going to take a while so the vendor events are the first easy step towards mm-hmm. Uh, really yeah, it's. I'm seeing a lot of resistance for women that you know doing in-person events. It's interesting. This is kind of a unique thread amongst a lot of the leaders that I'm talking with because a lot of teams have been built in COVID, right? A lot of women have entered into these businesses um, when these businesses were 100% online, and it's not. I'm not discounting the online. I believe we should still continue building there, but um, how do we? How do we? you know, open up that opportunity and teach our teams the value and the power of in-person as well. You know, I think we talk about that a lot in our team meetings and um, for instance, sharing the vendor experience, Mm -hmm. you know, for all of our teams, we'll say, you know, uh, because some will go out, they'll do a vendor event and they'll think it wasn't successful for them. That's right. What do you define success is in, in those kinds of events? Exactly. And, you know, it's, so what I explain is, it's like, you know, we've been doing this business for two years in a pandemic. So we're starting to get out there. No one has heard of us. They don't know. So we need to explain who we are, how we work, and so on. Um, They love the leggings. So, you know, it's getting them into the leggings, but it's also saying, you know, we can do a home show and you can shop. I'll, I'll give you a shopping spree for free on me. How about that? You know, so I think I'm hopeful that throughout the summer that I will start to, with the vendor events, uh, I already did actually get one booking from the last vendor event. So um, that that will start to ease into the home parties. So of course I can meet more people because it's easier in person. I think to connect, for me to connect. I think the rise of the leggings really happened in vendor events. Yes, it did. Yes, for sure. Years ago. Yes, that's right. And so now being able to dress women and people are more casual. Mm-hmm. So I think connecting with them in person too, it gives me an idea of their lifestyle. I mean, I can ask that online, but you don't always get the feedback you're looking for. And to say, hey, you know, you're looking for something for the office. Um, okay, how about this? Because we have some traditional looks you know you don't have to go with something wild and funky and and to show them how they can dress it up so you know that's where I have the fun Mm -hmm. absolutely um okay two more questions um number one I'd love you to tell me what the like what success looks like in a vendor event and like some tips around those because I bet there's a lot of people out there that are going to be easing into these waters so let's chat about that 
So, yes, because we just had this talk on our last Zoom uh, because some were thinking that they weren't that successful. And I always have to go with the price point of our product, too. Mm -hmm. And I have to remind myself of that, too, right? Because it's very different than uh, what we were in previously. So I say, look at the price point. And so here's what you want to do. Have it set up nicely so it draws the eye in, Mm -hmm. right? So, however... Don't make it cluttered. Don't make it too busy because it just confuses the mind. (laughs) This is my confused mind never buys. No, it does not. It just kind of goes, whoa, that's a lot of stuff and walks by. Move along. (laughs) It's like, I don't even know what all that is. Yes. So um, yeah, just to make it pleasing to the eye, um, to be in front of your table, to welcome people and not saying, Hey, do you want to buy some leggings? But, you know, to say, Hey, how are you today? You know, uh, what brings you out? Or, um, yeah. is there anything in particular you're looking at in a, in a mastermind call last night? And I said, you know, starting a, starting a conversation with a compliment to the people when they walk by is also a great way. Like, right. Like that, like for you, if you walk by my table, I would say you're wearing a beautiful scarf. And and that's exactly what, you know, we say, like, you know, give them a compliment, like, you know, whether it's a scarf or it's like, oh, wow, I love your hair, Um, you know, or, oh, great boots you're wearing. I love those, you know, because we're in the fashion. Compliment, right? A genuine compliment. Yes, a genuine. It has to be genuine. So, you know, when you when you do that, I mean, think of I say, think of how it makes you feel when someone says, oh, my gosh, I love your leggings. They feel the same way when you're complimenting them about their outfit they're wearing, whatever it is. Um, so, so with that, so and and to greet them, you know, stand out there, but just not attack them. Mm-hmm. And just just to do conversation and um, and to tell them a little bit about she's got legs because most are willing to listen. Yeah, and and to say, you know, have your have everything ready there so you can take orders uh, mm-hmm. or they can purchase. So, you know, have your square, whatever it is you need to make change. Yeah, is square the main payment yeah. thing that you use? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said, when you have those things, so you're ready because some people may want to do um, credit cards. Some may want to do e-transfers. So just make sure you're prepared to do all those things yeah. um, and offer those services to them and say they can take them today. and you know, look at offering them an in-home party or, Mm -hmm. or, or an online party, even, you know, further the relationship. Yes. Offer them those things and also offer um, the invitation to come into your VIP group. Mm -hmm. So, because I said, when you're doing all these things and they're purchasing, it's not a one-time purchase because if you get them into your VIP group or on your newsletter, then there they you are in front of them every month right That's you are, they, they can become a forever customer forever and they can also bring their friends in and that's what happens they I, I get these invitations uh requests and they're friends of friends yes so we want to build our audience and so that's where a vendor event if you work it and just say hey i'd like to invite you into my group um and get them into the group and you know just say invite your friends in I always say this is where you're going to find new things because we have new things coming in every two two weeks twice a month so 
there's always something new, even if there's not something there that you You have a little bit of a hook to why they should come and hang out in the group. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and to say, you know, we do some fashion tips and it's just a fun place um, to, to hang out and learn more about our fashions and more about fashions in general. Yeah. And I mean, if they're not on Facebook, then you also have your Instagram that they can follow along. Yes, that's right. So they can, they can go there or I do have my newsletter, which sends out pictures as well. So they can have, uh, they would receive that as well, because I do have some customers, you know, that are not on social media. So that's that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fine. You know, here's my website. And let's get you signed up for my newsletter. I get it, you know, it goes out once a month. And then they can get the new style drop. Absolutely. So that's so important though. Like, it's not just like, come join my group. You have to have that hook. Like, why is it that they're going to want the newsletter? Why is it that they want to follow you on Instagram or join your group? What are they going to get out of it? Right. And it's, it's, you know, it's keeping you up to date with what we have coming out and things that are happening. Right. Because they want value. Yes, of course. They don't want to be sold to. No. No, exactly. So, um, so we do that, but also, so going back to the vendor event, so all these things will create a larger audience mm-hmm. for them. Um, so they have, maybe they only sell two pair of leggings, mm-hmm. you know, but they've told them about the business. They've given them always take business cards. So they've given the business card for two or three and they're wearing the leggings, their friends are seeing the leggings. And that's quite often how someone will say, you know what, I think I'm going to do a party or all my friends are asking where I got these. Yes, that's a good point. So it's, it's all, those- all about the sales, right? It's, it's really about, honestly, I always used to say, like, if I sold enough to pay for my table, I'm going to call that a win. For me, it was how many people did I meet and bring into my world? Exactly. So and that's, that's, where I go with this too. It's not about how many you sold. You don't want the one-off sale exactly. because that's really, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. Pay for your table. Mm-hmm. And, but then you're looking for those people that you can connect with and stay connected with. Yeah. And um, you know, to have that audience that's going to see the clothes and yeah, possibly do a party. I mean, that's where the value is. Not just that one day at the, the event. It's what mm-hmm. comes from that later on. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, let's wrap this up with um, a leadership tip. Do you have a new t- tip for like maybe new leaders or somebody that is considering jumping into leadership? Um, I think when I, you know, when I started, it was like, I thought I needed to know everything. And I know they told me, no, you don't need to know everything. Right. But um, people often still believe that they do. They do. And they don't want to sign anyone until they know. And you don't know till really you start signing people and you start working with them. But what well, I almost, we're almost bringing it full circle to the conversation we started the episode, right? Right. Like you, you, you don't know what you don't know until you're actually working with someone. And you learn as you go along. So I, you know, I made mistakes. I, I don't say mistake. Well, yeah, kind of mistakes. I consider them mistakes in, in how I worked with people more managerial than 
leading? Of course, of course. In the beginning, I always think that that comes from a really good place, right? Because we want the most for everybody. We want everybody to see their potential. But I know for me as a leader in the beginning, that meant I pushed some people more than I maybe should have. Exactly. And they felt pressured. That's right. And that was never, ever my intent. It, my intent was like, you can be awesome at this. If I can do it, you can do it. So yes. let's get you going. I'm going to give you all this information and, and let's go. And then, yes. you know, and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't. Yeah, I'm going to go hide under a rock. <laughs> it's like, oh no, she's on the phone again. I can't, I don't want to talk to her. You know, so, uh, so really, I think it's really important to look at each individual. Um, I was the shy girl. So, you know, if you look over me, I'm, I'm still here 30 years later, right? Yeah, but I was looked over at the time. But I know that now and I look at everyone. And even if it needs to be on a one to one basis, it's like making everyone feel like they're part of a team. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. And creating something. Yeah. Yeah. Creating a group that um, respects one another, like you have this certain level of um, how you behave. Yep. And treat others. So the respect that we have on Zooms in our groups and so on. And and making everyone feel important. Because, you know, when I'm asked people, okay, you're not coming on the Zooms, like our team Zooms, like they're really great. The girls share information. Um, and uh, you can, you know, maybe you're not learning from me, but our team members, you can certainly learn from them. They have lots of great ideas and it's always even spinoffs from that. So I want to feel, make them feel included. And so when they say, well, you know what, I, I didn't do very much. I only did 200. Right. And some people hide, like some people hide behind the shame of yes. maybe not hitting goals that they had. So they don't show up for that next level. Yeah. And they're embarrassed, right? When they see everyone mm. else doing all this. And I say, you yes. know, every comparison, game. they compare. And I said, this is not a comparison. This is you're in this business to get out of it what you want to get out of it. If you're not getting that, then I need to know so I can help you get what you want and help mm-hmm. direct you, not, not help you physically, but help direct you to do that. Yeah. And I just, I always like to emphasize, you know, every sale that we get each month goes towards our end result for that month. So you're all every sale matters. Every sale matters. Every sale is important. Mm-hmm. So I said, it doesn't matter if you do 200 this month, next month, you might do a thousand or next month, 500. Um, but you're going to be building your business. That's okay. There may be a month that you can't do anything that's okay. Mm-hmm. Life happens. I love that. Um, I, I you see that happen a lot where people start to hang back, not because they don't want it, but because they feel like they haven't been doing enough or as much as everybody else. And sometimes they feel overwhelmed. And the reason they feel overwhelmed is because they haven't been on any calls. That's so right. They just feel so far behind. And it's like one reason that you feel overwhelmed is because you're trying to fit things into the cracks and you're not taking the time to really get the lay of the land. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And so it's like, just start where you are here now. Mm-hmm. 
start, you know, get on the calls and we have a booking calendar. So get your bookings on the calendar. And if you need help, we're here for you. So would that be a piece of advice that you would give to anybody starting out in the company is to go to those calls and, you know, kind of go to what head office offers? Absolutely. And what I, I keep reiterating this, it's like, you know, um, because I do record the calls. So people that can't make it can go in and listen to them later. But I, I like to just remind people that, you know, coming on our calls on our zoom calls, even though they're recorded, when you are there in person, in real time, you feel a part of the it's team. different. It's, it's different. When you watch recording, it's like being at a game and you're sitting in the, in the bleachers. Yeah. So you're a spectator. You, yeah. you don't feel you're, you're watching, but you don't feel like you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you can't get your answer, your questions answered in real time and get any personalized support. It, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, everyone needs to know that they also can control contribute, right? Like I always think I can learn something from someone that is selling a hundred dollars a month. I can learn something from something from somebody who's selling $10,000 a month and both pieces of information be equally as valuable. Exactly. And I always say, you know, even with people sharing information and experiences that they've had that you may think, okay, I wouldn't do it this way, but it spurs an idea. Mm-hmm. So I said, even though, and the other thing too, is because our business is really repetitive, right? Yes. It, it's booking sales and recruiting. Yeah. So I said, even though you may hear something and you go, oh, she's talking about the same thing. You're going to pick up different things mm-hmm. each time. It could be just the way somebody else says something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because we, we all know that they'll go to a conference or something and they'll say I didn't know that mm-hmm. and we think oh my gosh I've said it 782 <laughs> times <laughs> I can't believe you didn't hear that so that's where you know it's just um and it is something you just have to keep reminding yeah right? really really so is. it's an ongoing thing but it's just helping everyone feel like they're important they're included in the uh, in the team effort and to make it fun yeah love that it, it's it's got to be fun you know because you you want to have ide- ideas um swirling around but laughs and you know to yeah. feel relaxed on that's a call because that's what, what keeps people in the business it does and for lots I won't say lots, but for many, it is the sisterhood that brings them in. It is. It's or at the money. very least, it's this like the surprise that's the one of the greatest gifts. Yes. And, you know, I would say when I started, it was I was in it for the money. I wanted an extra stream of income because I had a yeah. full time job. But then 30 years later, it's not the income. It's the people. Yeah. It's the relationships. Um, you know, that you don't want to let go of. Of course, of course, you can't imagine your life without these people. Exactly. So that's what it makes it so valuable. And, um, and just the personal growth that you get from this. Yeah, 
I from all the I wouldn't have got that if I hadn't come into this industry. Yeah, and you know, Lori, the the special the speakers that you get um, in this industry, I can't imagine. Like, I had been to conferences for 30 years. Well, up until the past two years. Yeah. So I'm super excited for this year. But yes. you know, those two years is is like you need that outside. Um, you do. You get like you said, someone's gonna say something, the same thing, but in a different way, and it hits home. Yeah, and it, it's like you have a really great speaker coming to your conference this year. I'm not not quite sure who it is, but I hear she's great. <laughs> so, you know, we've got a lot and that's where I was promoting it because people, if they've not been to a conference, they don't understand. Yeah. There's a um, certain and kind of energy at a conference. Definitely. And, you know, and for, for me, I know for all of my team, it's like, we need that energy, right? You do. And the togetherness and that perk up and the fire up and the way you feel when you come out of it, like you could take on the world and your dreams are bigger than they were before. And all of that good stuff. And that's what I just said to them today. Actually, I did a, a live talking about conference. And I said, when you leave, you will feel like you can take on the world. Yeah. I said, I promise you. So let, you know, let's yeah. do this. Make the effort. Make the effort. And, you know, and we had some great conferences the last two years, but it was online. It was a Zoom. So yeah, it's more about learning when it's on Zoom, right? And when it's yeah. in person, it's about that, the energy in the room that you, yeah. everybody gets to calibrate to. Exactly. Cause everybody soaks it in. Right. Exactly. It's, there's nothing like it. Absolutely not. Um, okay. I always ask um, leaders when they're on, do you have like a book or a podcast or a certain resource that you could recommend? I know there's a lot of um, personal and business junkies that listen to the podcast. So um, you know what? And I tend to read books. I guess it's quieter because I'm online a lot. Yep. So um, I do listen to Belinda's podcast, Belinda Ellsworth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I here's well, here's one of my favorites. Uh, Winners and Winers. <laughs> I love the title already. Honestly, it's it's like a it's a quick read. So you can read it in two hours or, or less if you're a really fast reader. Wow. But what I love about this, it's like you learn a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's a book that you can just pick up, open, and that's what you need for that day, right? Winners and whiners. I love it. Yeah. Winners and whiners. Keith Cameron Smith. Uh, it says the, t- the top 10 distinctions between winners and whiners. I so, think probably a lot of us would find some surprises inside that book. Yes, I did. <laughs> and, you know, and it, it was kind of like, oh, check, I'm doing that. I got to stop. Crap. You know, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> How did I get into that? But, yeah. um, you know, um, it's good to, as a leader, Mm -hmm. because it helps you see who on your team, like what's happening and and actually how you can deal with it. Ah, very interesting. And the other one, you know, this one, uh, the four agreements, of course, I, most of us know about that one, but, um, four agreements. Yep. That's, that's a good one too. But, uh, you know, and I have lots of other favorites too, Robin Sharma and, and yeah. uh, Mel Robbins, you know, the five second rule. Oh, the five second rule is a game changer. It is. Yeah. It's it really amazing. Is. I found that one coupled with the morning or the, the miracle morning. I was like those two for me 
I read them years and years ago as I was just starting up my business and they were probably two of the most defining books in getting my business up off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's whatever you connect to. And, and Robin Sharma, that was both of those, the ones that I've read of his, I probably have two or three of them. Um, I found those very good. They were lessons learned. Yes. 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 Without, without talking about my own personal business, you know, it was like, Oh, kind of eye-opening exactly well thank you so much for today I really appreciate it well thank you for inviting me on um I enjoyed it enjoyed speaking with you it was a lot of fun exactly thank you so much